Welcome to ALC Pan-African Radio's Education Program. The Education Program is a radio production by African Leadership Center Fellows based at the Center, where they analyze diverse issues on peace and security in Africa. The ongoing conflict in the Ethiopian region of Tigray has brought into sharp focus the leadership of Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed, who came to power on a wave of international recognition. Abdullahi Ragi, a fellow at the Africa Leadership Center from Somalia, traces Abiy's rise to power and examines how he's handling the highly controversial war in Tigray. Anger among the Oromo people, Ethiopia's largest ethnic group, was sparked by the government's so-called Addis Ababa Integrated Development Plan. The government says it wants to improve roads, development and services in the Oromia region. The Oromo say it's a land grab. The government has now cancelled the plan. It says it wants to consult the Oromo on how to move forward. But the Oromo have for decades accused the government of corruption and ignoring their rights. That was Al Jazeera's Charles Stratford reporting from Addis Ababa during the protests. In 2016, protests swept through Ethiopia, mainly the capital Addis Ababa, the Oromia and Amhara regions. The protests were triggered by the expansion of the capital Addis Ababa into the Oromia region under the Addis Ababa Integrated Master Plan. The protests have also voiced deep-rooted grievances of social, political and economic marginalization against the government. Because of the sustained pressure from protesters, in 2018, Ethiopia's Prime Minister Haile Mariam Dissalen resigned and Abiy Ahmed became the new Prime Minister. In this piece, I will look at Abiy Ahmed's leadership. On the one hand, from reformist and well-liked Prime Minister of Ethiopia, who also won the Nobel Peace Prize for ending the war between Ethiopia and Eritrea, and on the other, a leader who waged the war against the Tigray region in the north of Ethiopia back in November 2020, shattering his image both regionally and globally. While the unrest was sparked by the state's expansion plan of Addis Ababa into the Oromia farmland, the protests have exposed deep-rooted grievances against the government. Over time, these grievances became increasingly unrestrained, exploding in 2016 with the Addis Ababa master plan. The protests intensified, spreading to other areas in the country, particularly the Amhara region belonging to the second major ethnic group, the Amhara. And as a result, the government declared a state of emergency and responded with a massive crackdown. However, the protesters kept the pressure on the government and as a result, Abiy Ahmed emerged as a new leader. In this situation, often leaders emerge when they have answers appropriate to challenges faced by society. Abiy Ahmed became one of the most important politicians opposing the land seizures in Addis Ababa and Oromia region. This boosted his political career, making him one of the most popular politicians in Ethiopia. In this piece, I'm using the concept of leadership theory to analyze the mutuality between protesters and Abiy Ahmed. For example, one of the prominent leadership scholars, Peter Northhaus, identified leadership as a process led by the influences of both the follower and the leader. This is the idea of a two-way relationship in which ideas and influences are exchanged in pursuit of common interest. In this regard, the context of the 2016 protests 
leadership was an interactive process between Abi Ahmed and the protesters exchanging influences in order to find a solution to common goals of interest, which were ending land seizure and the state of emergency. Also, in leadership theory, mutuality between the followers and the leader can be described as having shared purposes towards a specific situation. The protesters and Abi Ahmed shared similar concerns and had common goals to address the land appropriation. For instance, protesters argued that the government's plan to expand the capital leads to Oromo farmers being forcefully evicted and therefore undermining the existence of the Oromo people, their language and culture. On the other, Abi Ahmed opposed publicly the land grabbing under the Addis Ababa integrated master plan from the beginning. Also, being an Oromo himself and a member of the Oromo People's Party, he became an important advocate for the protesters because the issues of land seizures by the state affected his own constituency. What is also important is that soon after coming to office, Abi Ahmed acknowledged the government's responsibility for the crisis while also initiating an openness for political participation. Furthermore, Abi Ahmed brought about reforms to deal with the crisis. On earth-shaking welcome, a crowd beyond the control of the security forces. That was the scene at Ambo Stadium when Prime Minister Abi Ahmed arrived. Then the moment everyone has been waiting for has arrived, his speech. Dr. Abi told the close to 100,000 people here and new dawn for Ethiopia has finally arrived. To make this struggle a journey of victory, we had to use the right ways. What you see here right now is possible and it is as a result of our struggle. This day has come because we have worked together hand in hand. That was CGTN's Guru Machala reporting from Ambo City in the Oromia region during Abi Ahmed's visit. While the beginning of Abi Ahmed's premiership was one of praise, optimism and hope, the Nobel Peace Prize winner was accused of waging a war against the Tigray People's Liberation Front, TPLF, in November 2020. The TPLF, which represents 6% of a minority ethnic group, dominated the political space for more than 20 years. However, since Abi Ahmed came into office in 2018, the Tigrayans lost their political dominance, leading to the rise of persistent old grievances towards Tigrayans by other ethnics in this new Abi Ahmed Ethiopia. Tensions and confrontations with the federal government led to the war in November 2020. As a consequence, the war between the government and the Tigray region has caused thousands of deaths and displacements of people. More Ethiopian refugees arrive at Medina Tamania in Sudan's Gadarif state. They're fleeing fighting in Ethiopia's Tigray region. Gide Asafa arrived here four days ago with her children and pregnant sister from Mekadra. She says the fighting in the region forced her and her family to flee with nothing but the clothes on their backs. We saw people being slaughtered. There was blood all over. We fled because we didn't want to die. Some women lost their husbands. We came with nothing but our lives, no money. These clothes were given to me by the people here. Thousands of refugees have crossed into Sudan over the past week. 
Many recount similar stories from the Tigray region, where the Ethiopian government has imposed a telecommunication blackout since the start of an offensive against the Tigray People's Liberation Front. The government wants to get rid of the Tigray people, so we fled. The people are living in conflict there. People have been slaughtered with knives. Pregnant women have had their bellies opened. The government is bombing civilians and killing us all. That was Al Jazeera's Hiba Morgan reporting from Gadari in Sudan near the Ethiopian border. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed described the war in the Tigray region as a law enforcement operation. However, there are growing accusations by the international community of human rights abuses, mass rape, extrajudicial killing, and the use of starvation as a tactic. This is a remarkable turnaround of events compared to Abiy Ahmed's emergency as a leader and how his government and leadership were seen three years ago, promising peace, prosperity, and democracy. So the question is, what has gone wrong in Abiy Ahmed's leadership style and how will Ethiopia navigate through these challenging times? Ablahi Ragi, a fellow at the Africa Leadership Center from Somalia. Thank you for listening to ALC Pan-African Radio Education Program. For feedback on this and other programs, please visit our website at www.alcafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook, ALC Radio, numeral number one.